Fighting. Hatred. Fear. Had enough of the noise? to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host. Uh, remember, you know who I am by now, right? <laughs> I don't have to keep saying my name every time. Uh, but remember, to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutloud.com and on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just go ahead and download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa. So many options for you to choose from. Find the one that suits you and listen at your leisure. Uh, Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at EnergeticHealthInstitute.org. Proven holistic nutrition, detox, fasting, artist cellular healing, and so, so much more. Uh, Join the EHI family of healers today. Go to EnergeticHealthInstitute.org. All right. Well, healers, we do have a great show for you. and, And before we get into it, Happy 4th of July to everyone. Anyone who's listening to this, I appreciate you. You are a true trooper and you're like, I am not going to miss anything that crazy dude with a big forehead has to say. Um, And I I love you for it. I do. Uh, We just went to Colorado um, with the Naturally Inspired uh, talk. We we, uh, were invited out there by um, by uh, Tammy and Jason, just an incredible husband and wife team doing amazing things out there in Colorado with some homesteading. And wanting to bring solutions to folks, got to say what's up to my boy, Peter (laughs) McCullough, the great Dr. Peter McCullough, Uh, got to see him for a second, got to run into uh, Ben Tapper and Robert Scott Bell, homies, right? Um, And uh, got to finally meet Dr. Michael uh, Gaeta and uh, and just cool people all around. You know, what I love going to these events is that you get this ridiculous image in the mainstream media of of Trumpers and, uh, and, and racists and rednecks all just blown to smithereens like it should be. Cause I can tell you, I've been traveling the country now for three years, going into places where previously I had been indoctrinated to think that I may not be safe. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I have been nothing but embraced and welcomed. And I am so happy to say this nonsense that just because you are white, you are racist is complete crap out there. And thank God for that. All I go out and see are Americans who love their country, love their family and love their God. And if you can't be down with that, then you got a bigger problem than I'm going to be able to help. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, just keep being yourselves. Don't don't get caught up in all this other nonsense and the folks that would never even sit down to have a meal with you and talk or even better listen to you for five minutes and what your concerns are. You know what I mean? Don't give those people any energy. They, they don't deserve a damn bit of it. 
uh, from us, but you know, we, it, we're not going to let it change us. You know what I'm saying? And who we are, and we're not going to become people who hate. That's how they win. And you start hating each other. There's no, the, the most idiotic thing that you could ever do is hate someone that you have never met. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hate someone I've never met because the TV told me to, right? Please get out of here. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous on its face. It's insulting intellectually and it's insulting spiritually. You know, when you get down to it, that's not what God intended. You know, how do I know? Because it doesn't feel good. And God really intended for this life to feel really good. All we got to do is be willing to do his work. So I want to talk with you about somebody that's going to be coming on in the next two segments um, who is doing his work. And it's a controversial topic, which it shouldn't really be. You know what I mean? If we had election integrity, there's no conversation here. You know, if uh, if we had, you know, accountability when something is wrong, like immediate accountability, there, there's no conversation here. She's not even needed, you know, and um, there's a lot of unsung heroes you know, people that really love you. That's what I've been telling you. And when we keep bringing you people that really love you, maybe people that you've never met, never heard of, but they're doing some incredible work out there. And, uh, you know, on this program, we have adult conversations. You know me, I don't shy away from any, any type of conversation. I don't care if people agree with me or not. You know, you can come on this show. You know, if, some, if you got something to say, you think I'm out there and outlandish and, and you want to bring a different point to the table, come on, let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about it. Let's show people that two adults can have a conversation. We might even still disagree with each other at the end, but that doesn't mean I have to hate you. And that doesn't mean I have to, I have to not like you. And that doesn't mean I have to discount every other thing that you've done. You know, there's nuance, there's context, you know, and it's like, look, I can still not dig what you're saying about something and love you just the same. Right. That's, that's where I come from, you know, is, is you know, you, you're not going to change me, but, um, you know, maybe if we show a better way, we can change the world together, you know, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm really after here. So uh, this, this incredible uh, reporter and investigative journalist, really, and she doesn't like being called that because she's really upset about the whole world of investigative journalism. And she thinks it's, it's all been completely corrupted and everything. And she's not wrong really about that, but there's still some good ones out there. And she's one of them. Her name is Alicia Poe, and she's uh, uh, been working with Gateway Pundit and Red Voice Media and doing all this incredible work on um, uh, on the J6 and what's been going on. And this, this is why I want to give her the shout out. And this is why I'm bringing her on. OK, because she's been writing these incredible articles. Um, and I read one on Gateway Pundit where I was reading the judge's transcript. Uh, judge Meta, I believe his name is, um, regarding the sentencing the really injustice level of sentencing that was handed down to uh, folks that weren't, that didn't even enter the Capitol building. And they were considered to be conspirators, even though they were exercising their right to peaceful assembly, you know, and she got it. She, she went down. This is what I love about her. She went down to the court every single day to let those dudes that were arrested and have been detained and had their uh, rights just completely trampled upon. You know, we're talking about arrest and detainment without really any sentencing, without being put into cell blocks. But I mean, just horrible situations, not being able to eat. I mean, just really horrific situations ripped from their families for loving their country, right? Not hurting anyone. You know what I'm saying? And the judge's ruling, which was so concerning to me, was it's speculative. It was if we let these people off, they would do this again. 
it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. You can't predict the future. That sounds like some minority report, you know, stuff to me. That sounds like some weird sci-fi movie in the future kind of stuff to me. That doesn't sound like this country. You got to, you, you cannot, you cannot indict people for what they think. You cannot indict people for what they say. You may disagree with it. I'm going to tell you, there's some racist out there. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of stuff being said these days that I disagree with. That doesn't mean I think those people should be arrested. You know, the Dylan Mulvaney's and Leah Thompson's and those dudes, you know, I don't think they should be arrested. You know, that's ridiculous as well, you know, Um, but that's where we are. We are at this place where judges are making rulings on people's lives that are going to affect their wives, their children, them because of what they might do in the future, pure speculation, right? A pure subjective judgment, obvious abuse of what our laws are supposed to be protecting. And so, you know, it brings me to this, uh, <laughs> and you might see it in the title. It just makes me, it just makes me think of Bruce Springsteen. We're at the 4th of July, you know, if you can get a little Bruce Springsteen-ish, you know, back before when things were good, <clears throat> you know, and you get this thing going for him with, you know, ain't that America, the home of the free, right? I mean, you know, you're talking about the hypocrisies and the things that are going on. So she's she's just done a beautiful job. She's shown up at the court every single day. She's, you know, at on her own dime, you know, she's been losing money to do what's right. And I know that theme very well. My teams, grand jury teams and research teams, we all know that very, very well. You know, you, you lose money in this fight. I mean, I've personally um, put in millions of dollars, you know, um, and on this uh, in real dollars and in in just time. I mean, we lost count. We stopped counting at uh, about $4 million. You know, we just were like, just stop. This is, that's a stupid thing to keep doing to yourself. Just keep doing God's work. It's not about the money. It's not about the imaginary numbers. You just do God's work because it's the right thing to do, you know, so stop tormenting yourself, you know, with the thoughts of, imaginary dollars drifting away and and being burnt to the ground and all that. It's just a stupid endeavor. Um, and so what you do is you refocus and you reframe and you, you, you take joy. I think you take joy in what you're doing. You know, are you enjoying this process? Are you enjoying be, this thing of being able to look back on your life after we've really won and we will, <laughs> you know, it's not just a hopeful thing. It's a matter of fact, we will. If you're willing to do the work, you will get to the place where the house is clean again, but you've got to do the work of cleaning the house. And with the house as dirty as ours is and has been, that's just a lot of work. You know, that's just a lot of work. So hopefully what you do is many hands make light work and you start inspiring people to join you. And I think her work is inspiring. I think Alicia Poe's work is just with J6 is inspiring. Now, I don't care. I'm going to tell you straight up, I do not care what you believe about whether these people were um, uh, treasonous and traitors. You, you want to talk about treason and traitors? We better start that conversation at Fauci and friends. You want to talk about treason and traitors? We better start that conversation at using U.S. taxpayer money to engineer a bioweapon with our enemy across the Pacific. You know, you, you better start talking with me that you want us to have, have an honest conversation about traitors and treason and threats. You, we better talk about a laptop. We better talk about 
the person who's calling himself president. We better talk about election fraud. You want to have honest conversation? We better talk about train derailments and how that's all going down. We better talk about the genetic infections and plasmids and what's been happening for the last 50 years. You want to have that conversation with me about treason? And then you want to point to these dudes who were saying, hey, the election was bogus when we all know it was bogus. The worst kept secret is that the election was bogus. You want to really have that conversation with me and say, well, no, we can't talk about J6. Why? Because CNN says we can't. What? Are you out of your mind? You think I give a damn what CNN says? You think I give a damn what Fox News says? You think I give a damn what any mainstream media with all their commercials from the pharmaceutical industry says? Please. You feeling me yet? So we're going to talk about J6. We're going to talk about Alicia Poe's work, and, and she's going to let you hear some stuff that she has found just sitting in the, the room, just sitting in the courtroom, you know, where she, she's like, I can't believe this is what our country has devolved into, that we are so weaponized, that we are so weaponized politically, that we forget what the First Amendment is all about. The First Amendment doesn't exists to protect speech we agree with. It exists to protect the speech that we don't. And the Second Amendment doesn't exist because we wanted to hunt. The Second Amendment exists because our founding fathers knew firsthand that a government could go tyrannical if it goes unchecked. And it needed to have some immediate check and balance for the people should everything go off the rails, which it has, dog. Right. So what I'm going to tell you today, you know, just before right before we go to break is I, I saw this uh, article on ESPN today. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still a sports fan. I don't even know why anymore, because it's all fake and illusion, too. But I'm still a Laker fan. <laughs> I still suffer with my squad. And I'm, I'm on ESPN. I'm going to check out NBA free agency and have some stupid little distraction from my normal life, you know. Um, today and first article that pops up father and son in France. He's a coach of some soccer team out there gets detained. They get detained for questioning because there is allegations of them having racist speech towards Muslims. And I thought to myself, what the, what are you talking about? You can be detained in France for saying something, an allegation of being racist, an allegation. Are you kidding me? Now, I'm not here trying to defend racism or make sure racism perpetuates itself, but that is not how you eliminate racism because that, that racial intolerance becomes religious intolerance. And that religious intolerance becomes intolerance against your government. And before you look up, you're in Nazi Germany all over again. Something that I keep showing the parallels between what's going on in this country and what went on in Nazi Germany. And I keep pointing out Alan Dulles, Operation Paperclip, importing 1600 Nazi scientists had a lot to do with the Nazification of my beloved country. So I say no. I will not go in that direction with you. And I will fight you at every step of the way because we agree Nazism is wrong. And I want it completely evicted and eradicated from the face of this earth. And I'm not going to be bashful about saying that no matter what 
new propaganda rebranded form it may emerge in. Can a brother get an amen? Oh, I hear you. I feel you right there. All right, folks, we're going to be right back with uh, more Energetic Health Radio and Alicia Poe from the Gateway Pundit and Red Voice Media uh, right after these messages. Make sure you check out Energetic Health Radio every weekend uh, right here on the America Out Loud platform. And make sure you check out our great show with Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Janice Schmidt, and Nicola Burnett. Looking for Healing Radio weekdays on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network as well. We'll be right back with uh, Alicia Poe and more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, One thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. All right, healers, welcome back. You know, Energetic Health Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo promo code. I I can talk today, everybody. Promo code EHI and discover the medicine God intended for us all. Well, folks, I have a very, very special guest Uh, with us today. Someone who is, again, what I say I'm going to be bringing to you, people who love you that you may have never met, the unsung heroes that exist all throughout this health freedom and really just general freedom movement. Uh, We have joining us today special guest Alicia Pau. (laughs) I love saying her last name. Investigative journalist with the Gateway Pundit who's been covering what happened on January 6, 2021 in Washington, D.C. So we want to get out of the media propaganda hype and into what's actually happening. So I wanted to bring you the expert on J6 and what's going on here today. Thank you so much, Licia, for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me, HL uh, and uh, or Dr. Ely and... I have always say I disclaim that I don't consider myself an expert on anything. And uh, that's where I think more of us need to kind of navigate our mindsets to because uh, there's so much to learn. And we've all been told so many mistruths constantly disseminated by the mainstream media, the corporate corporations and the government and uh, keep an open mind and continue to learn more and focus on uh, how much we don't know especially pertaining to J6. We've been told uh, ad infinitum by the corporate 
media that the J6ers are white supremacists and Trump supporters are white supremacists and patriotism is synonymous with white supremacy and that J6 was an insurrection akin to 9-11 in Pearl Harbor. And there's so many parts of this to dissect. Um, about J6. I don't know where you'd like to start or what you'd like to know, HL, um, but as some of you, if you follow my work over the past few months, you know that I've been covering the Proud Boys trial. Uh, Two of the defendants were my friends uh, over the years. um, And to see them uh, go through this, they've been detained. The five Proud Boys have been held in solitary confinement for nearly three years. And a small six by eight cell in the Alexandria detention facility. They're not allowed in the general population because the jail says now that they pose a threat to others and others pose a threat to them. However, there's an actual terrorist that's in the general population of that jail. Uh, Someone who blew up a plane and uh, killed 270 people. That person is permitted to play ping pong and have whatever more of a luxury it is in the general population while these guys have been convicted of seditious conspiracy and are therefore held they're the masterminds al-qaeda-like masterminds of j6 and Mm. what we've learned is that there was no plan and thereby no conspiracy And certainly these guys intended uh, to get back home to their small children and their families that day to go to a concert after they went to the protest. And there was no evidence in their six month long trial that exhibited any plan or conspiracy. Um, It it does seem like a it does seem like a big hypocritical situation to me, you know, and I'm on the outside looking in. So I'm going to take the perspective today of someone who just really doesn't know much about J6, which I don't. You know, and I think a lot of the audience is going to fall into that, but I want the audience to remember, why am I bringing this on? Because this is an injustice and we have to be able to discuss as adults and have these adult conversations about injustices. It doesn't matter if it happens to a black person or a white person, which are just falsehoods anyway. We're all people first and foremost. What matters is that it's happening to an American in America. And this is what we cannot allow to become a normal approach or else what we've done is we've created a police state um, very akin to what's what happened in Nazi Germany in the buildup to Hitler's reign of terror upon the world. And we just can't let that happen. So um, coming into this, um, the, the big hypocrisy to me looks like all the riots that went down in like Minnesota, for instance, and, and all around the country in 2020, you know, um, when after George Floyd, there were no major arrests. There was no major uh, thing that, hey, this is an act of sedition or anything like that. It wasn't until people had a problem with obvious issues with election integrity that they stepped out and they said, look, I'm going to go into a building or not even go into, I'm going to be on the outside of a building that our tax dollars pay. It's a public place. And we have under our constitutionally protected rights to assemble peacefully in those areas. And, you know, and I think that what what really bothers me about this, whether you agree with them or not, is what uh, Alicia is about to share with you. So let's rapid fire some questions just so we can get the audience really oriented and myself included. And then let's start the conversation about the injustice, because that's where I really want to focus today. And if you do hear Alicia calling me HL, that's a name that my family calls me. And yes, she is family uh, to me as well. And so Dr. H, 
Dr. Ely, HL for Alicia is totally fine to call me. It's all the same dude. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in here. So we all keep hearing about J6ers, J6ers. And if all you do is listen to CNN or something like that, you know, you're going to get a very negative impression of what a J6er is. What is a J6er for someone listening in? A J6er is someone like me, someone who watched the election being stolen. I don't think they could have left any more, like it, maybe elections were all, have always been selections in this country, but we weren't so aware of it as we are now because, I mean, they just left it all hanging out in 2020. We saw a uh, complete mathematical improbabilities where 70% plus of the military and overseas ballots would come in for Joe Biden. That's not only mathematically improbable, but the military members are uh, infamously more conservative leaning. So uh, we saw just in the middle of the night, all of these uh, glitches with the machines. The election didn't end for months and months and uh, for months and months and I mean, come on. Does anybody believe that Joe Biden won more votes than Obama did and then Trump did or any president in history? The man can't even utter a complete sentence while they are uh, pushing this transgenderism agenda down our throat. So, I mean, you went to protest that we were people were protesting at Stop the Steal rallies days and weeks prior to January 6th. And that was the big day where President Trump said, be there. It's going to be wild. And uh, it's well, he's told the, 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 the J6ers after he gave one speech to meet him at the Capitol. They didn't show up. What happened? A bunch of people. Uh, let's see the, the, the defendants that I know their cases intimately well, the Proud Boys, uh, they were planning to go to a concert and they were going to go back to go eat pizza in their hotel rooms. Joseph Biggs, a decorated army veteran, wanted to get back home no matter what to his then three-year-old daughter. Instead, what happened is someone pushed over a bike rack that was a kind of a barrier between where the large crowd was standing and the Capitol building. That just a mere bike rack was the security barrier there. No, no real police enforcement, no announcements that you shouldn't be here or to leave. And so then more people kind of like a herd assembles near more near the Capitol building. I believe it was where the inauguration stage was specifically. And then you have a few people scuffling with police. It's unclear. Some of those people were uh, Antifa. And mm. we see Antifa constantly calling to defund the police and Antifa is constantly um creating those, that kind of uh, agitation, throwing Molotov cocktails and that sort of th thing throughout the summer of the summer of love, the George Flo Floyd riots and Black right, Lives Matter right. riots. Uh, so what happens then, what really triggered, sets everyone off is the police start firing bullets. So a few people were scuffling with the police. Then you've got a, a squad on the rooftops shooting, sniping down us. Uh, rubber bullets or sting balls, the government likes to call them to water down the fact that they're shooting bullets at people's faces. And then they start throwing flash grenades. I mean, where we see unarmed protesters and you can watch the footage slow in slow motion. You see everybody's pretty moderate. There's a few scuffles, like I said, happening with police, but nothing to warrant this kind of lethal force. And it is lethal. You can say it's just a rubber bullet, but these, uh, these guns that they were using to shoot had labels on them that said warning 
these are lethal, basically. This could kill someone. And then you have a crowd that's like standing next to someone who gets shot in the face. At least two um, J6ers were shot in the face. One is a defendant named Joshua Black, who was sentenced mm. two years. And I won't get into his, his uh, sentence and all that right now, but he was shot in the face. You can see the bullet protruding through his face and everyone starts getting in mayhem. People start getting angry. They're like, hey, stop shooting at us. You're going to blink and kill people. And I mean, just think if you saw someone and they didn't know if these were rubber bullets or real bullets or what's going on. All of this crowd knows is that the government is firing what is firing weapons at them, firing shots at them. And so um, that's really where J6 took uh, a weird turn, a weird, mysterious turn. The FBI's most investigated uh, riot in American history. And that's, a, that's, uh, so, that's so odd, you know, because it, it, it sounds to me like a classic kind of escalation that didn't have to escalate it. You would think that if they wanted to de-escalate a situation like that, a bike rack getting overturned or whatever have you, that maybe you pull some people out of the crowd and you arrest those people who did it, right? That's that's fair. But that to just start with an open fire seems to be a, a pretty a pretty brazen and irresponsible escalation of that force that's going to, of course, start creating panic in a crowd of people because nobody knows who's shooting, whether it's live ammunition, whether it's rubber, who cares? At that point, all you're hearing are gunshots. And now you have a chaotic situation that gets created instead of a de-escalating situation where you go into the crowd and you grab the person that threw that turned over the uh, the gun rack or the excuse me the bike rack and and whatnot and um and it's and it it just it, it so right off the bat there's there's some fishy stuff in there of course we've I think some of us have heard by now. The folks that entered the Capitol, it, it, they made it out to, out to sound like in January of, of 2021, they made it out to sound that people forced their way into the Capitol. Um, but that's not what happened. They were allowed in and escorted around. And well, yes, that's it's different. You know, parts. Tell us about <laughs> that. Well, so after uh, you've got the crowd is everything becomes chaotic while the police are firing shots. People are screaming at the police. Stop. What are you doing? You're going to kill someone. And everyone's crazy. Just imagine if that happened in any place, even on my block, if someone got shot, we'd all be on edge. And then now people are, first of all, let's not dismiss the fact that a large crowd of people like that, we're going to see a herd mentality, right? Mm -hmm. That following herd. So someone, and we don't know who, the, the person who broke the first window of the Capitol building has not been de- identified, which is okay. strange, not okay. because we have to re- keep in mind this was also confidential human sources in the crowd and embedded in Patriot groups prior to this. So why was that the case? Uh, we can say it was a setup, but why are there FBI undercover agents like Ray Epps, a government plant in the crowd, provoking people to go in the building? And mind oh. you, there's also Antifa. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't heard this before. So what you're telling me is there is a named FBI agent in the crowd at the protest urging people at the protest to go into the Capitol building? Well, it's unclear. They're not all FBI agents. There's multiple agencies. The There's the uh, HSI. That's the... Uh, I can't remember all these government agencies that deployed CHS's confidential human sources, but Ray Epps is notorious and he's obviously a government plant. And uh, he has been 
saying, go to the Capitol, go in the Capitol. So we have a cup. We have him at least that we know of on top of the fact that there were hundreds of confident of, of uh, confidential human sources. I want to say FBI operatives, but again, they're not all from the FBI provoking okay. the crowd. And so some of these, and they're also Antifa. You don't know if Antifa seems to be working with the government. Well, see, now and, that's an, that's an important point right there because we've put on events in Portland and in a few other places and Antifa has sh- like in 2020 and 2021, they showed up to every single one. They tried to intimidate people. They threatened folks. We had to pay for security just to peacefully assemble at some of ours. And then what we got from Antifa was them throwing eggs, throwing bottles, um, and, and doing everything they could to incite a response uh, from folks. And when I actually went up and talked to some Antifa folks, and I was like, what are you doing? I mean, I, I, there was this one, Alicia, where I'm speaking at the Capitol in, in Oregon, and I'm on the microphone and I saw an Antifa person beeline for this elderly woman where she's wearing a Trump shirt and started just screaming at her in her face. And I had to get off the mic to go in and intercede between them because it was obvious what he was trying to do. They're trying to provoke a response and then they get their response and now they start filming and it making it look like they were just there peaceful protesting when really what they were there was, like you said, to antagonize. So it was Antifa at this um at this event too absolutely antifa there's not a, a conservative event or freedom kind con- pro freedom event like the one you're talking about without antifa showing up and antifa professes to be uh anti-government anti-fascist when literally it's it's actually when the government says jump they say how high and they are actually the fascists in this country and if and how do you know just like if you talk to them when i tried talking to them they just want to bash you over the head if you disagree with them. So uh, I wouldn't say so, so. So someone broke a window at the Capitol and people start climbing through the window. OK, why? Stupid, stupid. But what happens when they get in the building? Well, the, the question I'm going to have right here and, and we're about to take a break. But the question I'm going to have is some, that we agree that's stupid. Right. We definitely agree that that's stupid. I don't think there's any justification you can make for that. Um, you can't make justification for property damage. You can't make justification for any kind of threat to a, a police officer or anything like that. And you can't make any justification for entering the building if the building was barred from entry, even though it should never be barred from entry from a citizen, right? We pay for that building. I think the issue I have is why does that constitute jail time? Why does that constitute especially years of jail time? And why does that get escalated to an attempt of sedition? You know, that's that's the thing where it's like, wow, now you've really gone over the top with this and you're sending a message to anybody that if you even come to this capital that you pay for, that is supposed to belong to the people. And if you protest peacefully, we're going to do something to antagonize. We're going to do something to escalate, to justify unjustifiable force and to justify after that unjustifiable judicial responses to what you have done, right? And that's, that's to me, the crust of, uh, a crux of what is coming up here. So when we come back, I want to talk about some of the stories of the people that you know um, that, and, and their actual real life story, not, not what the media has put out and not what they want us to think about these people. Like you said, oh, they're, they're a Trump supporter. They got to be a racist. Uh, I voted for Trump. That makes me a racist too, I guess, right? 
you know, I no, mean, patriotism the, the, is synonymous with racism. With, with racism, know. right? How dare you love your country? How dare you, <laughs> right? Um, so let's come back after the break and talk a little bit more about this because I, I just, there's something about this, you know, there's just something about this that doesn't feel right. And I think we, I want to explore that thing. And you know, better than anyone, because you've been so intimately involved, you know, better than anyone, what doesn't feel right. So we're going to be back with Alicia Powell from the Gateway Pundit and talking with us about J6 right after these messages. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. All right, healers, welcome back. I'm here with Alicia Powell from the Gateway Pundit. How many times have you been to the courtrooms where all this stuff has been going on? Since uh, January during jury selection is when I started going to the Barry Prettyman Federal Courthouse where all the J6 uh, defendants are being tried. That is right across the street from the Capitol. The Proud Boys trial ended on May 4th. So I went there approximately four months out of the, I don't know, five months. And jury selection actually started in December. From January to May, I've been there for months. And that means every day courts begins at 9 a.m. and ends around 5.30 or 6 p.m. and it's long hours and uh, yeah, I've done video reports uh, regularly on what's happening in the courtroom and as well as articles that are published on Gateway Pundit. And just for those articles on Gateway Pundit, how many would you say you've published on this topic alone? Oh, at least two dozen. <laughs> so so folks, what I, and the reason I'm asking that is because I want you to understand who you're listening to. You're, you're not just listening to someone with an opinion. You're actually listening to someone who's putting in the work on behalf of these Americans who have been and are being treated wrongly and their families who are being treated wrongly. She's actually been in the courtroom every day. She's actually written articles on this. She actually transcribed the entire judge's a ruling, which when you read through it is just absolutely appalling. I don't need to know much about what's going on to know that that is not a correct ruling in the situation because the judge was basically saying, I'm going to put you in jail for an extended period of time because you might attempt sedition if you weren't put in jail. That's minority report that Tom Cruise movie, crazy stuff, accusing somebody of being guilty for something they haven't even done. 
that right there is injustice. And so I would encourage you to read and follow Alicia Powell's work on the Gateway Pundit and make sure you read especially her latest work with the judge's transcript because it'll dial you in right away to the injustice that's going on. A couple, a couple more quick quick questions for you. And then, we'll, then I want to get into the stories here. Um, you know, uh, how long have these, uh, have the folks we're about to talk about, how long have they been held um, in confinement? Uh, Enrique Tarrio has been in jail for about three years. Uh, Joseph Biggs, all of them, I would say two and a half years. And it started with just basic J6 uh, charges for being at the Capitol that day. And then it got trumped up to seditious conspiracy a year later, uh, a felony, basically. They're all domestic terrorists, according to this government, for protesting. So, wow. uh, so, so they went from, they go to a protest. They had plans later in the day with their family and with their friends. So obviously they're not planning on, you know, insurrection. You don't plan on doing something later in the day if you're hell bent on insurrection, but then they get held. And then as they're getting held, the tri- the charges start to escalate against them. And it moves from just a misdemeanor where you're on, you're in violation of trespassing or something like that into this. It goes from basically trespassing to sedition is what we're yes, talking and about also- here. Let's also realize also and the FBI whistleblowers have elaborated on all of this, even in the most recent congressional hearings. But uh, the use of force against the J6 defendants, normally this should be a local crime matter. Instead, the FBI nationwide is swatting and raiding these folks at their homes in pre-dawn raids. Okay, four or five in the morning with their children at their side. The FBI has the whole block. Basically, just FBI agents everywhere, trucks and this overuse of force. Then the J6ers are denied bond. They uh, mind you, there's bail reform in New York where they've defunded the police and uh, rapists and people who have committed all these Mm -hmm. heinous crimes get out the next day. Not J6 defendants, not people who protested that day. No bail. They were held in solitary confinement in the D.C. jail because uh, of covid regulations and uh, the Proud Boys are just held in solitary confinement indefinitely now until they're sentenced and moved to federal prison. So um, I forget your question, HL. There's so yeah. much. There's, there's, so, so, there's much so much to, to it. Jay sucks. There's sick stuff. It's let overwhelming. Me, let me ask a question. Let me ask a personal question here of you before we get into the stories. And, and, and I know this could be expansive, but just give our audience an idea. Why are you doing this? Some reason um, for the last 20 years since I was 19 years old and realized everyone around me was believing lies propagated by the corporate media, all that just lies, lies about American history. I've been on this mission as a journalist to expose the truth and that's changed and gone from one adventure to one uh, uh, path filled with obstacles to the next adventure, I guess, so to speak. And it starts to feel like it's all about sensationalism. And I didn't sign up to be in the entertainment industry. At the same time, there's good work that can be done as journalists that helps people. I mean, to write about the vaccine mandates and to meet UHL, finding solutions on how to treat vaccine injury and help people. To help people. And this time, it's a J, the J6 stuff we can glance, glance, glance over. And it's just like, well, if it's your friend or your, your, your brother, your sister, your mother, no longer... Well, you turn a blind eye to it. But then when you sit there and see the constitutional abuses and the precedent it sets for the First Amendment for all of us, 
then it really becomes alarming and you have to sound the alarm because the first the, the, the infringements on our constitutional rights that are coming out of these cases from these uh, activist judges, it's, it's mind boggling. Because basically, by their definition, Judge Amit Mehta, who presided over Stuart Rhodes' case, just sentenced Stuart Rhodes to 18 years. Like uh, you said, Dr. H, you can read the transcript. You're now a seditious conspirator for wrong thing. If you have any kind of leadership, say at your organization, and you're telling people to protest, or you're going to go protest, if something goes wrong that day, they can go and look through all your communications that you've had over years and paint and, do, and not only that doctor them and create you into this character caricature that they're their they're intent on painting patriots as the white supremacist domestic terrorists so what's happened once j6 is done we're all domestic terrorists that's the question setting. about that the gentleman you just mentioned what was the gentleman's name again that you just mentioned Stuart Rhodes Stuart Rhodes right so he got sentenced yeah. for to 18 years for what? Uh, some other people. He's a lead founder of the Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers, I would say, are kind of like the, uh, what is it, Curtis Silva's group? They're basically, when police aren't doing the job, they help. Well, they help in communities. Uh, they're community organizers. Right. I, I remember so, reading this in the judge's things. They acknowledge that he's a, uh, he served his country in the military, right, proudly and was honorably discharged. They acknowledge that his group, the Oath Keepers, has gone, have gone in as humanitarian to provide aid um, when there's been natural disasters, that they've brought water and they've, they've brought, they, they've done great, really actually good work in communities helping people out. He acknowledged both these things and then said it didn't matter to him that this happened. So what I'm trying to understand, did, did, did Mr. Rhodes, did he hit uh, or assault? He did not, he didn't do, he had committed no crimes that day. He didn't go in the building. He didn't go in the Capitol building. He, did, he, so, he showed up to protest. So he now, showed up to protest and he didn't go in the building. He didn't hit an officer. He didn't threaten anyone. Nothing. And he gets 18 years. Yes, because he's a quote unquote hierarchical leader. And so he leaves the Oath Keepers and therefore the Oath Keepers went into the, some of the Oath Keepers did go into the buildings. They got lesser sentences. And so because he's the, the leader, he's the hierarchical leader. He's the one who, who basically went on his wow. walkie talkie and, and conspired sedition, uh, conspired this terrorist attack. And wow. uh, no, but he actually committed no crimes. And the judge gave him more time because he wasn't, uh, Re uh, renouncing his beliefs because <laughs> he, he wasn't would, he, he wouldn't he kneel down the, before he wouldn't kneel down before them and give them the statement that they wanted out of him right and they used an interview that he had given four days prior to sentencing where he said this political persecution is not going to stop until the, we get regime change and basically goes on to say this is an illegitimate dictator we have in the office basically i'm, I'm paraphrasing here but that was used to add more years to his sentence because it shows that he's he's a liability and will uh, arbitrate another quote unquote terror attack in the future. Right, and, that's, and he that would have said, the... "I'm sorry, Judge. I did. I I, I didn't mean to do it. I, the, uh, Joe Biden's the rightful president." Then he would have got less time. And see, and that's and, and that's the thing to me is when I was reading through that that transcript, that's what came across. It was like, wait a minute. 
he wasn't on he, he he didn't go into the Capitol. He didn't strike an officer. He didn't threaten anyone. He and he didn't tell his people to do that. So well, I also I want to gotta emphasize Enrique Tario, my friend. I mean, I became friends with Enrique back in 2018, 2019. He was running for Congress. I mean, this is someone you always talk about how to better the community with. Uh, and he's painted as a thug. And he's painted as a white supremacist, even though he is brown and Cuban. He is a white supremacist at infinitum, according to CNN Plus over there in the corporate media. And he was not there on January 6th. And because uh, some proud boys showed up to the protest, now he, uh, according to the government, deployed them all there to execute some mastermind plans. And throughout trial, we saw the only plan that the Proud Boys or Enrique ever had was created by the FBI. This document called 1776 Returns was created by the FBI that laid out how we need to do sit-ins on January 6th and disseminate it amongst the Proud Boys. And certain Proud Boys, like one who pled guilty to the government, Jeremy Bertino, said he thought Enrique created that document. So So they don't have any proof. Completely innocent. What, what we have here, folks, if you're listening to this, and I know, like, look, look, this is a dense topic, but what we have basically is people who did not commit a crime being sentenced for the crimes they didn't commit. And the sentences are egregious. Let's talk about this. Let's say somebody actually did push over the bike rack and somebody did actually push a police officer, right? Does that warrant arrest and warrant a, a, a trial and then sentencing? I think so. I'm I'm totally fine with that. Did somebody break a window and then enter unlawfully the Capitol building? Does that require, you know, arrest and sen- yes, it does. But then you have to start looking at well, what what is the term? What's the term of of, of what point they would have repaid their debt to society for what they have done? Are you well, honestly- there's also assault charges that a lot of these guys face? Why? Because they saw the police beating elderly people and all sorts of people with batons. And they intervened. So now they've assaulted cops, even though the cops suffered no bodily harm, no injury. Now they're facing nine, 10 years for assault. And all of these things that would normally be misdemeanors and dismissed if it was if these trials were relocated to a different district jurisdiction are now uh, felonies. And uh, again, Enrique Tario, my good friend who was not there. Uh, looking at who knows, seditious conspiracy is a 20 year sentence on its own, but they can add terror enhancements. He was not there. So meanwhile, it appears that the people who are behind this sentencing, and I think we all know who I'm talking about, committed rampant acts of treason with China. You know, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black right there on this? You know, that this is this is the hypocrisy that just drives me up the wall you know, with this country and what's going on with it right now. A couple of, couple of final thoughts here, because we're, we're coming up against it. We could talk about this a little bit more, but I, this is my, my main question. I've been curious about the whole time. So the, the, these men are arrested, right? And, uh, and um, they're detained. Have they been able to get bail and spend any time with their families before no. they were sentenced? No, I mean, particularly the Proud Boys in Alexandria, they if you visit them, uh, there's a bulletproof glass. And mind you, they're in a six by eight cell 23 hours a day. 
and they are not allowed any books from outside. They just have some crappy books that the jail has probably like on a fifth grade reading level. And no, they can't see their families. They saw their families sitting in the bench in the courtroom and uh, they're not allowed. There's no visitors allowed in the jail since they've been sentenced. All of a sudden, the elevators don't work. So there's no visitation. But that visitation is behind, you know, just like you see in the movies, a thick glass. Mind you, there's also the Lockerbie bomber. I think I mentioned that already. There's uh, other people who've committed heinous crimes in general population, but the Proud Boys are stuck with uh, rapists and murderers in solitary. Um, and there's so many more of these cases and instances. Uh, it, it's really mind boggling. Again, once these people went into the building, they just walked around and you can see it on the footage. I have hours and hours and hours of footage. They just walked around respectfully. And then yes, you did see police just standing there, waving at them, right. shaking at them, patting them on the back. It's that blew me away seeing that. Firing shots. So here you have police firing shots. And over there, you have some police telling, trying to get people out of the building. Then on the next block, you have people, some police standing around, shaking hands. And that, <laughs> oh, what's going on? Why aren't these police being held to count? Right. Well, there's something, this doesn't pass the smell test. It's pretty obvious. There's something that stinks to high heaven, you know, with what's gone on here. And I think that when you have people who have been detained for multiple years and then get sentenced and get multiple 18 years added on top of that, it's not, they don't even get credit for time served. I think what you're left with is understanding that this is a, this is a corrupt decision. Um, and I, I do hope that there is an appeal process that goes in that is successful. I do hope that there is some, you know, maybe with a, a change in president that you get some, uh, what is it? Communication of, uh, or excommunication of the sentence or something like that, a, a presidential pardon in these cases and, and things of that nature. I, I hope these things are possible, but I, I know we have a lot more we could talk about, but we have to wrap it up, um, here. And thanks for joining add, us. Look at what they just did to doctors during COVID. Oh, it's, it's, we're, mean, we're all talking is, about the same thing, right? We're, we're in the middle of a war. I mean, it's not happening where there's actual bombs dropping all over the place, even though that happened on January 6th, but they want to target anyone that's willing to fight for the truth while they uh, shove satanic inversion of nature drag queen perversion down our throats all day mm. and the men who are willing to fight and stop it are the ones they need to put behind jail uh, otherwise they won't be able to execute this ploy to destroy the united states well i i it's hard to argue you see enough and you just go look i i can't explain this with logic and i can't just pretend i don't know anymore about it but i i i'm in and i'm in I'm in agreement. You know, you just get to a point where it's like we have to start having adult conversations about the the tyranny that we're seeing unfold before us. What else do you call censorship and repression of of our constitutionally protected rights? What else do you call, um, you know, really heavy handed sentencing for people that didn't commit a crime? What do you call these things but injustice and, and of course, intentional chaos? So, folks, please. Check out Alicia Powell's work on Gateway Pundit. It is fantastic as far as J6. And uh, in her work, you will see and find ways to um, support these the folks that are legit in there. And Because you have to appreciate not everyone that is involved right now with J6 and has been labeled a J6er did anything wrong. There's 
plenty of people that you can feel good about supporting. There's plenty of people that you can feel good about supporting their families. You have to remember a major breadwinner has been put in jail for committing no crimes. And that has far reaching implications upon the families of these, of these Americans who were exercising their right to peaceful assembly. And that's what we have to remember. They were exercising their constitutionally protected rights for peaceful assembly. Well, folks, um, you know, this is a heavy topic. And yes, there's a lot of things that, that really, really suck out in the world, but not everything sucks. And I think it's something we got to remember. I think we also have to remember that there's a lot we can do about this, that it's not just hey, I heard another bad story and, oh, well, this is just another sign of the times and and maybe I'll post something on social media. That's it's helpful. Don't get me wrong. Um, that, that I'm going to get you know into this situation where I feel helpless. I think the one thing I want to encourage everyone listening is do not give in to the despair. Do not give in to a f- sense of feeling helpless that there's nothing you can do. Alicia, if I was so inclined and I wanted to do something beyond outrage and, you know, you know, putting something on social media, what would you recommend that I do in this situation? Write letters and emails to your members of Congress, call them, demand answers. You can write letters to the Alexandria detention facility and ask why the man answers for why these men are being held 23 hours a day in a six by eight cage. Uh, also support the NCLU, uh, one of the uh, main attorneys representing J6 defendants. Uh, John Pierce started the NCLU, the uh, National Constitutional Law Union, to uh, fight J6 cases. And these private attorneys are coming out of their pocket to defend uh, these uh, J6ers month after month. They're losing money. I mean, it's not... It's not anything to do for fame. And uh, yeah, that's that's what you can do. And also Condemned USA, another good organization started to help defend J6ers. And uh, they are paying for the lawyers. I write in my one of my last articles I wrote about J6, how they're assisting the lawyers with everything from buying a sandwich. So they have to rent hotel rooms for a few months with like $5,000 a month in D.C. Everyone's going broke doing this, but it's to fight for these guys and to fight against communism. Bottom line is we don't want to live in a communist dictatorship and we're well on our way, if not already there. So hold your members of Congress accountable, write letters to them and to the jail and support these organizations like NCLU who are going broke to say, to protect our first amendment and our constitution. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Well, uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, Remember, we have four divine challenges we must master in order to restore God's order, and especially within this great nation we live in. Number one, take no offense. Number two, speak truth. Number three, be selfless. And number four, remain humble. And this is one of the reasons and one of the great reasons why I admire Alicia Powell so much, because she speaks truth. She does so fearlessly. She's completely selfless and dedicates so much of her time volunteering to make sure that people who are being wronged, their stories are heard. And all through the way, you heard her at the start, she doesn't consider herself an expert. Well, I do. She remains humble at every single stage. So remember, healers, you are beings of light and that the greatest energy always prevails. May God 
the Almighty and the author of all things shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely, founder of the Energetic Health Institute for Energetic Health Radio. Make sure you tune in every Saturday and Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Until we meet again, I say to you, aloha and adios.